0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 130 of the two sweet podcast. We are live on Spotify Green Room, ladies and gentlemen on YouTube as well. Always feel free to like, subscribe. You see the Twitter handles. If you're watching on YouTube, join us on Twitter. Got Marie Shadows joining me. Ah, and this is gonna be a quite the great show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. How's it going, Marie? It's going
1: good, man. Thank you for having me. Let's start.
0: Let's start. All right. Uh start right at the top with, of course, as with every week, AEW Dynamite. Man, this was a packed show. It had a lot of stuff to happen in this show, man. Um, first we started with the Jungle Express, Kristen Cage, Brian Danielson versus the Super Elite. I like how they just had. Everybody right in the ring as the match started. Like, you no entrances. We're going right into it. Um, the spot of the match that Brian Darington, excuse me, Kenny Omega faces off. Uh, but the ending of the match, Super Elite pick up the the victory. But like the referees, you've lamented this before, Marie. Like the referees just stand around while it's four people in the ring. I didn't like that. What did you What did you yeah. do? Um,
1: I only caught glimpses. Like, if, uh, just to put it out there, um, I didn't watch AEW in its entirety, but I did watch some of the clips that like AEW put up on Twitter. But yeah, you're totally right. 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 Uh, we've seen this many times where like the referees don't really enforce the rules, um, and you know that's that's not always a bad thing, right? Like sometimes you can be lenient, and I get that. But so, but with something like this, there needs to be some type of order because then. You know, it takes me out of the match to know that the, the elite are going to win because they're dominating, like, I don't know, 80% of the match, while Jungle Express with Christian and Daniel get, like, 20% in offense, right? Like, there has to be a balance, and I get it that these are all big guys and you're just one referee, and you can't really, like, you know, keep everything in order. But at least try and make the effort so that way the story could be a lot more juicy inside the ring rather than just, like, all right, you know, the uh, super elite is going to hit their V trigger here, you know, and shit like that. And they're going to do this and that. Like, we, they need to stop making it predictable. It could be fun because I know that some people love love that type of style. But, you know, make it make sense.
0: Right. I totally agree with that. And it's like every elite match, to which this is why I respected Adam Cole versus Jungle Boy. It was just him but it seems like every elite match is like extra interference, it's extra something going on in the elite wins
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. the extra interference, like um, you know, if interference is done right, you're going to have a really good match to talk about, if it's done all the time and it's messy and sloppy, like all we're going to do is remember the interference and not remember the match
0: <laughs> right, it's all about the ending what's the, what's, what's the finish what's the finish yep. Um. after that CM Punk came down and I put this out there on Twitter I said them having Punk come out every week is starting to take the luster off of his return after however many years because it's promo it's commentary every dynamite and it's like oh Punk's here again so the Luster is being taken off. Nevertheless, he will be facing off against Daniel Garcia on uh, Rampage this Friday. What do you think about that take?
1: Um, I I had I had two hot takes on, on Twitter and um obviously I got a, a fanboy upset uh judging about how boy. like he came at me. So basically, like you know, um, if any of you guys ever listen to me talk about Punk, I'm no longer a CM Punk fan. But for the sake of the business and for the sake of story, we're gonna dissect this a little bit, right? So CM yes. Punk comes yeah. back. Congratulations, Punk! You're back after seven years. Uh, what I didn't like was that it feels like every person he wants to face when he did that interview is like he's checking names off a list. And I'm like, well, this is a little too fast. Like, were not you complaining about this in WWE and how WWE moves on to the next supposed story like right away? Like, why are you doing that here? Why are you not dragging out this awkward storyline that got started with Taz? And then all of a sudden you want to jump to Daniel Garcia? Like, you know, for example, he faced Darby Allin. Why didn't Darby be like, no, Punk, that was, you know, that was a fluke. We were in your hometown. You had the advantage, so we're gonna we're gonna continue the story. Why didn't that happen? And then he faces Will Hobbs and defeats Will Hobbs. Why didn't Team Taz be like, yo, we're gonna jump this guy because you know uh, my guys are not supposed to lose. Like Taz is supposed to put Team Taz on a higher pedestal than like CM Punk and like believe it. So I don't understand why like you know Punk and Will Hobbs are not continuing, and then he's gonna go jump to Daniel Garcia. Nothing against Daniel Garcia at all. Like, he's fucking fantastic. But Daniel Garcia doesn't need this, and CM Punk doesn't need this. And if he keeps doing this, there's two things that you guys got to remember or just probably accept. One, he's going to leave the business soon, so he's going to leave you guys after he's done with his uh, checklist. And then two, his return is going to mean nothing if he keeps jumping from guy to guy to guy. I want Punk to slow down, stick to a story, and AEW needs to stick to their guns and be like, Punk, we need you to do these stories.
0: Yes, I totally agree, because at first, when I look at the team ass thing, I was like, oh, that's kind of random. However, <laughs> everybody was saying, oh, there's Hobbs. There's Ricky Starks. And I was like, you know what? Ricky Starks versus Punk. I could buy that. And And we also want Hook Hook versus Punk. Hook versus Punk. Punk fears Hook. Hashtag. Like, yeah. But all that seems to be thrown to the wayside. And like, Daniel Garcia? Like, there's no connection there. They didn't set up anything there. He didn't like, there's nothing there.
1: So... That was the same thing with Darby, too. But, like, Darby now makes sense in, in hindsight as to why, like, he faced Punk first. But then again, we're lost with that story. Because imagine if, like, you know, him and uh, Darby got, like, it's a really good story. And then Sting had to get into it because of some odd stupid reason. Like, stories, guys. AEW, make stories. You guys are good at this.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. We'll see what happens with CM Punk in the future, but... Yeah, the luster is kind of wearing off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on to Armed Anderson. I'll be darned if in 2021, I'm not tuning into a wrestling product every week to see what Armed Anderson has to say. (laughs) Because I'm all in on this. I am all Um, in on this. Yeah, the segment you're, with Cody. You're, you're
1: gonna have to explain. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain the segment because nobody put that segment up. Apparently, he slaps him.
0: Yes, he slapped Cody Rhodes. That was the main part of the segment. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: That's all I saw. Him. And Cody Rhodes did nothing but stand there. Goodness, Orn is bringing the comedy to to my wrestling life every Wednesday. He's fed up with Cody. He slapped them and yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. They I, have me I, I, invested.
1: I was gonna tell you that, like, um, you know, if you if you or anyone else goes back and watch like his promos from back in the day, it's exact. It's it's exactly the same thing. It's very you know, it's very armed. Like th- this is why he was called the
0: enforcer and why no one yes. fucked with him. <laughs> yes, like his promos. It, like if you look at when he had the promo. I don't know if this formed the Four Horsemen, but he, he, I think it did. He started talking about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That is an yeah, incredible yeah, That's
1: probably what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was an incredibly fiery promo. And that was on. Like, he didn't have the flair of Ric Flair. But yeah. when it would turn from Ric Flair to on, the, the ability of the promo would never drop off. Never. Yeah. Never, ever. So, yeah, orn is, is relevant in 2021. You, you love to see it. You love Definitely. to see it. Moving on, we had Bobby Fish versus Sammy Guevara. And this was an interesting matchup. It did not go as long as I thought it would. I thought we were getting ready to have like a, a somewhat of a classic here. But Sammy Guevara picks up the win and he retains the title. Uh, what did you think about that match
1: um it was nice for what it was right um right. i really right. enjoyed bobby fish and um i know we're gonna get to like you know talking about my mlw experience but i'll put it here because uh bobby fish was at mlw uh to take on uh oh. davy richards during the um the opera cup and bro man seeing him live i'm like this guy is fucking great um so like you know what you saw in the ring. It's exactly what you're probably gonna see every single night. And he's good at what he does. Sammy is also good at what he does. Um there was just some stuff that like needed to be a little more tightened in the match where like mm-hmm. you know, um, certain moves like should have been smoother and stuff like that. But other than that, like it was good for what it was for like TV for AEW.
0: Right, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um Dan Lambert comes out. He runs down. They they put the beat down on Sammy Guevara. Runs down Chris Jericho. We're going to have a three-way match up next week. I think they're going to be in Miami. I think that's going to go down next week. Uh, Dan Lambert's team is going to take the L. Free Scorpio Sky doing it. Yes. That's that's all I got to say about that.
1: (laughs) If if anyone is listening to this podcast episode, please just make a hashtag that says Free Scorpio Sky. Please, like... i i don't understand it like ever since scorpio was there like you know he's he's the homie right he's he's like there since day one and shit and yet then he gets the the tag team treatment again even though he won a brass ring and you know i tweeted out i was like aew fans still can't tell me you know what was the meaning behind having the uh brass ring ladder match for having scorpio sky win it. And also not doing anything with him when you say that he's like the face of the company, right? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And like,
0: when he won that brass ring, I was like, okay, they they, they put my boy on the path to, to, to the TV title or the TNT title or something along those lines. And it's like, yeah, right? he's back Nothing. to being a tag team guy. <sighs>
1: yeah. He left the tag team to be a tag team guy.
0: Yep. There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, I don't, do not like that it needs to change. Moving on, speaking of titles, AEW has introduced the TBS title. Tony Gunn had a big announcement, uh, and it is going to be theoretically a mid-card title for the ladies, and we're going to have a tournament that's going to get kicked off. We don't know all of the names yet, but we know some of them. What do you think about the TBS title? Because I I got quite the take on this one.
1: Um, I am not too thrilled about it only because it is a TBS title. It's a network title. So basically I take it as like your AEW women's championship that you made and like put on a high pedestal may now have a decrease in value because it's not a network thing. You're not representing the network. You're, you're, you know, you're representing AEW. Um, I I hope that I'm wrong that in the upcoming months it changes and like it doesn't have that effect on the women's title. It's a pretty title, but I don't think that the women needed like a TBS championship title. I think the women needed their own significant title. And then the TBS title should have been like an open weight uh, championship title just because
0: i'll tell you this much it it depends on how they book it but here's where i'm gonna come from on this one i cannot get invested into the tbs title until aew puts on more than one women's match on dynamite on a weekly basis because that's true yes like to have another title that means you have to build more stories. And like it can't just be, okay, we have the storyline for the women's championship and we have the storyline for the TBS title. No, you gotta build other stories up under that. So I gotta I gotta see how they like I, I know the tournament is gonna be good and whatnot, but I wanna see in future months, like how are you gonna book the women and how much time are you gonna book the women? Before I get fully invested into the TBS title.
1: Yeah. And also to add on to that too. Like the TBS title. Better not be on dark and dark elevation. Because I think those shows do a very disservice to um, the women in general. Because I have mentioned this before. How like. Um, you have these YouTube shows, but AEW is not spending their money in marketing to have the ads play AEW ads when you're watching, um, a video on YouTube. And then the other thing too, is that no one is really on YouTube 24/7 to watch wrestling. So you really have to do the work. Like Cody Rhodes loves to say, you have to do the work in order to get eyes on your product. You know, I don't understand why they're not utilizing the marketing um, of every single fucking platform there is.
0: Yes, I totally agree with that. And speaking of Dark and Dark Elevation, personally, I don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation because, like, I need—I can't watch all of this wrestling. Like Monday was three hours. Uh, Tuesday, I think uh, one of the Darker Dark Elevation that would be three hours because NXT. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. you got two hours with, with Dynamite. Thursday would turn into three hours if you watch Dark and Dark Elevation with Impact. And even yeah. Dark Souls Ring is playing.
1: Yeah, and then, so that's like a
0: lot. Yeah, and then Friday is three hours. So I can't be on Dark... I can't be watching Dark and Dark Elevation like that. And, like, I hear... Okay, a lot of people say Big Swole is doing great things on Dark and Dark Elevation. Well, give her a chance on Dynamite!
2: Right? Like... Oh, right.
1: Like um Diamante and Big Swole would have blown up on Dynamite and it would have been a lot more conversations with everybody on Twitter, Facebook, like wherever you like hang out to talk about wrestling, like it would have been a big thing. I know nothing of like their feud and why they started it. And then people are like, Oh, you should watch Dark, and I'm like, Yo, I tried that, but you know, my, my reasoning for stop watching Dark was that I could go to an indie show to watch sixteen matches. I don't have to do that for YouTube. Like, I don't have to do that. Like, my, my problem was that they were booking too many matches because they couldn't include their friends on Dynamite and, and stuff like that. But, like, this is where you need to have priorities and follow storylines. Like, once one story is completed, rotate it out and bring someone else in or something. Or just make Dark its own show with its own storylines and shit and, like, present it in a way where, like, you have to go watch it. But if it's just going to be match at the match at the match, nah, I'm good.
0: Yes, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Um, moving on, we had Darby Alden versus Nick Camarado. Not much to write home about this match. Uh, it wasn't exactly a squash, but you knew the result. Darby picks up the win. Uh, Sting death drops. QT Marshall, hooray for that. Uh, oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh...
1: I, at, at this point, I'm just like, yo, you guys are taking up TV time because it makes no sense. Like that. Like, what was the point of that? Like, I could understand if, like, you know, QT wants to dip his foot into like other people's business to make like stories go along, but you need more than that. Like, all right, we we, we can go on to the next one. Like, that's fucking yes. stupid.
0: Yes. Yes. Darby also got attacked by MJF and his cronies. Uh, people were saying, "Is that retribution?" <laughs> <laughs> They that's had funny. the black mask and everything, so they they took out Darby. The build to Darby and MJF goes on. Um, okay. moving on. Unless you got thoughts on Darby MJF.
1: Oh, that's right. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, is that, is that the next feud? Right, it is the next feud. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You, it was you awesome. said that last week. Oh, I mean yeah, the week said before. It yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They said it was going to be this this next Dynamite, but because of the quote-unquote attack, Darby has not been cleared. So they're going to uh, do it at a, at a later date.
1: All right, cool. Let's just
0: so we'll see. Like that Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, next up, we had Dante Martin. And I've been preaching this for a while. And I've been saying, give the kid a story. Like, let's see something other than athleticism. And the yeah. kid had the mic for like 15 yeah. seconds and the crowd was going wild for him. He calls out anybody for a, for a matchup. He gets Malachi Black. He gets kicked. And you know what? We're gonna have a Dante Malachi Black matchup. What do you think about all of this?
1: Why? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. that That is such the weirdest fucking um, like matchup to put because, like, you know, Dante Martin is good, right? I'm not going to take anything away from him, but to put him with Malachi Black, who's, like, really higher in, like, superstar status, if we really want to look at it that way, like, alright, I, I think I might jump ahead, but, like, didn't, like, Lilo, Lilo Rush come out for for Dante as well, or no? Or, like, did they have, like, interaction?
0: He didn't come out, but they played one of those backstage pre-tape promos yeah. Yeah. Leo Rush said, "Okay, Dante, you're facing off against Malachi Black. You're gonna need somebody in your corner." And he started talking about money, and he said, "I'll have my people get with your people." And you know what? Oh. We'll Ah, oh, man, so
1: that- like no, um, that, that 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 to me, like I, you know, to me, hearing that, I'm just like, yo, you fed Dante to like the fucking wolves. Like I don't want to use the word buried and I, and like I don't want to use that, but like you just fed him to the wolves. And I know that Dante could hold his own, but you don't just put him with like something random like that just because Dante is like, yo, I'm issuing an open challenge. You know, you know what would have been great because because Leo Rush can wrestle, right? Well, I mean, well yeah. to to me to to me he's not really a a wrestler, but. He still can wrestle uh that, that weird ass injury that he had is probably okay. But he could have came out and faced Dante Martin and let's say that if Leo won, he would have been like, yo, come join my camp. My people will get with your people, and I think you're valuable, and we could take over at AEW, right? Like, you have to put Dante with like the the people he works best with. Not not with Clay Black. Like, man, that's so fucking random.
0: I feel you I guess the only way I can be like, okay, I can dig it. Okay, maybe if they have Dante face him off in a very competitive match, and Malachi Black just wins, maybe Dante will come across looking good. Yeah. I agree with you that it's real random that Malachi Black was the guy that showed up. And I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see.
1: You know, I, I don't mind, like, having weird matchups between, like, people on the A W roster, right? Because we call those fantasy matches, and sometimes, you know, the good fantasy matches you want to see are the ones that do great. But, like, to put something random like this after Madakai Black um, is, you know, feuding with Cody and the Nightmare Family, and I guess that's slowing down, too. Like, this is where A W needs their priorities to be, like, checked, be like look you you're in the storyline you got to go finish it like there's no ifs ands or buts like unless you want to add somebody new to make like a new layer and a new like uh path then sure but (laughs) this is so random
0: yes very very random so uh we'll see how that plays out like i'm a big fan of dante martin and i hope you get something consistent right Uh,
1: that's Move all we, we got for AEW. Make it consistent, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Moving on, we had Ricky Starks. Um, he called out Brian Cage, said he wanted to fight, but Brian Cage was not there. However, Brian Cage was there. He came in for the beat down of Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks escapes with Team Taz. And I don't know who the face is in this feud because the crowd was loving them some Ricky Starks, the Louisiana boy. Uh,
1: what yeah. do you think about yeah. this view? Um, my my offer still stands. If uh, Brian Cage ever listens to this, I will help you with your promos because your promos are not the best in the world. And I and I told you that directly on your one of your tweets uh, because I'm like, bro, you don't move on to the next until you're done with Ricky Starks. Um, I think I just want this to end just because of how badly it's been handled. And just for having Brian Cage's wife to come in and say that he's a star. Um, you know, honestly, when, when she said that, I was thinking that he would have worked better in WWE because at least WWE would have taught him the ropes of how to do a promo, even if they're giving him a scripted promo. And I think he would have shined better there, but I'm, I'm so over this and it's nothing against Ricky. It's nothing against, uh, Brian Cage. It's just how it's been handled. And this is an example of when like, other people take priority over, like, stories that has been in progress. And they and the AEW does this rotation thing, but sometimes the rotation thing sort of hurts them. And it's hurting this storyline.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because people, uh, as we talked about earlier, people were clamoring for CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Yeah, and now it's so. like, well, that's not going to happen. We're, we're shifting back to Brian Cage and starts, and there's less interest on it now. So, yeah, so, I agree with that. Like, it has it lost its luster, and I guess we'll see how it plays out. I, I can only imagine that it'll play out at full gear. Um, Moving on, we had Hikaru Shida versus Serena D. And. I, Sheeta was going for her 50th win. Like, I wish this was something they would have said last week instead of just piling it in right before the match. It would have actually meant something. But surprise, surprise, Serena D wins. And she beats down Sheeta with the award after the match, getting some pretty cool Hilky. Uh, what did you think about this?
1: Um from from the clips that i saw like um it's probably it it probably a good match um between uh serena deep and uh hikaru shida like you're not gonna get anything less from those two ladies um i do uh i do think that AEW needs to start um you know saying certain things ahead of time or like when they do those road to shows to make sure they have a line that says you know, Hikaru Shida is uh, gonna go for her 50th win, and we're gonna present her with a, like, a trophy at the end, so, like, you know, guys tune in or whatever, like, you know, just don't do it on the show. Um, I did see that Serena Deeb used uh, the trophy to uh, hit uh, Hikaru Shida with it and break it. Um, All right, cool, we got Serena Deeb with some heel heat, but where does this go next week? How does this set up for next week? Like, you know, That's all I, you know, uh, care about.
0: Yeah, because Serena Deep has some heat, and you can't just say, okay, we did that, and like, we're going to sit Serena to the side for a few weeks, because she's going to lose the momentum. Yeah.
1: And, um,
0: like, yeah, go ahead. You have to have a definitive road that you're going down after this. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and um, I was going to uh, jump on the whole momentum thing that you were saying. And sometimes AEW, like, don't know when to really give us the momentum and, like, when to, like, sometimes pull back because it's needed to pull back. Like, oh, my God, they're, like, momentum is, like, all over the
0: place. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, Last up in the main event, we had the ladder match for an AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, championship shot. Uh, This one was all over the place in a good way. Like, we had a lot of crazy spots. Andrade, I think he had a flipping powerbomb over the top of the ladder on Pac. Um, One dumb thing that happened that bothers me, Lance Archer had the ladder in the middle of the ring. Everybody's laid out on the outside. Moxley's music hits, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go fight Moxley instead of winning the match. Like... (laughs) Come on, man. Nevertheless, Hangman is the Joker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> Hangman wins the match. Big ovation. What did you think about this match?
1: Um, I, I want to go back to uh, Lance Archer. Um, like he's he's still promoting his damn match. That's. Coming up um, in Philly, October sixteenth and seventeenth, I think. They're, yeah, they're gonna be at. Uh, they're gonna be with like New Japan and shit, and like do tag team matches. Uh, well, okay. obviously Suzuki. Uh, it's gonna be Suzuki with Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston and uh, and um, fucking uh, John Moxley uh, at New Japan Strong uh, in, in Philly. Um, but I'm happy that uh, Hangman came back, right? Uh, but nothing fucking changed about hangman like you know um i i get it in, in his real life i i believe that his wife should have already gave birth um like it would have been nice if he would have been like hey you know my wife gave birth you know just respect our privacy so that way we know um uh, even though like it's well, none of our business well, what, what happened to that point
0: and maybe this should have been on dynamite instead i mean maybe they will do it next week but after the show, he had a little backstage segment with Tony Schiavone, and he talked about the baby. Oh, wait. And oh he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay,
1: thank God, because um the, the the little thing that I saw was that um he had no more PTO time, so he had to get back to work, and I fucking hated that. I hated yeah. that oh, yeah, so he much. Say that. <laughs> you want you he want to know why I hated that? It's because uh, like you know, uh, to me. Wrestling is not a nine to five job. You don't get a pension. You don't get, you know, PTO. You don't get $15 an hour, whatever it is. Right. So do not remind me of my horrible reality when I have to stop watching wrestling for two hours. And anyway, he's a cowboy. Like he should be having a farm with pigs and cows and chickens (laughs) and a lovely wife. And like milking the cows and shit, like play to your fucking character. Do not tell me that you came back because you didn't have any more PTO time. Like, no, I don't want to be rushed back into my horrible reality, knowing that like some person out there is suffering from a horrible nine to five job. You are a wrestler. You are a cowboy. If you do not want to play the cowboy character to be serious, then don't play the cowboy character. Play a regular nine to five guy, wear a suit like Cody and come in and make it seem like, you know, it's, it's a nine to five job. So that really bothered me. Cause I'm like, that doesn't add anything to your character. Hangman hangman. Congratulations that your wife gave birth. Right. But
0: absolutely. you sure? What happened? Uh, uh, yeah. I was agreeing with you. I said, absolutely.
1: Oh, uh congratulations on that but he should have came back with like a darker tone because now it should be his time because everyone that we pop for daniel bryan up uh, oh my god brian danielson cm punk adam cole essentially they took a spotlight whether or not aew faithful want to admit it or not like cool hangman gaga got a cool ovation when he came out but like for story wise it's always been Hangman's duty to get the belt off of Kenny because they've been in a storyline ever since Ring of Honor and New Japan days um the other thing too is that like he came back now um full gear is November 13th we have six weeks is this not a WWE logic building feud right now just because um during the during the time that Hangman was out Kenny Omega did not do any type of jabs to keep Hangman relevant while we get to this
0: point. Right, right. And I'll tell you this much. This leads me to another point or another question. Is it Hangman or is it Brian Danielson? And I've been on this kick all along. And you've you two, all of us. Hangman yeah. should win. Hangman yeah. should win. Even when people were begging for Brian Omega 2, to which people want to act like they wasn't begging for that, now that yeah. Hangman is back, yeah. it should be Hangman. And like, what, what made me upset last night? I'm scrolling through Twitter and people are like, well, see, everybody said Brian and Punk and Cole was going to make people forget about Hangman and now look at the pop. That is not what we said. Or the, like people said, Brian going straight to Omega like that rightfully worried people. And yeah. my point is, okay, if it's going to be hangman, then why waste the first time matchup of Brian versus Omega or a feud of Brian Omega when it was going to be hangman all along?
1: Well, I I'll, I'll tell you this, it's it's that it's that thinking of like um who do you who do you put there as a um what do you call it? I guess as a fill-in because if you really think about it, uh, Brian Danielson is a fill-in um, just because, and that's why they had.
0: Right, right, um, and hey, we'll see how that goes. Hey, Corey, like, uh,
1: can yeah. can my boyfriend do like a guest cameo? Because he he really has something to say. Is that cool?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Right, cool. So go ahead, man.
2: Okay, so this is what the whole situation. is. They wasted pay-per-view matches of Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega for a title match. They could have done this a couple of months later after Daniel Bryan built himself up, going through other people that have nothing to do with the main title. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You have Hangman. Versus Kenny looming the whole time. How is Hangman going to live up to the match of Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega? I mean, really? Could, could you really fathom that? That was a fantastic match. But to know that Daniel Bryan is going to lose because Kenny's going to keep the belt for the Hangman versus Kenny match, it made no sense. It, it, it was a letdown. Absolutely. Um- Absolutely. I got to agree
0: to which we had a first time, well first time in AEW dream match and as you guys, put it it turns out Brian Danielson was just the stand-in. Like this is something that you center an entire pay-per-view around. The the first time matchup of Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega and it was done on network television. So yeah. I, like you said, I don't know how Hangman lives up to that match. Like it's impossible to live up to Danielson versus Omega from a pure match quality standpoint.
1: It is um, because uh, you know Hangman is good in the ring; he really is. But uh, he hasn't he hasn't become the breakthrough star that he was supposed to be. Um, and like, you know, I back to this, too. I always go back to the time when um, uh, it was uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan having the um, the partnership uh, back in the day in, uh, I think it was at least 2016, 2017. Um, and March of 2017, I believe, uh, Hangman challenged Jay White at the time for the um, United States, the IWGP US Championship title. And when they had the, the signing, um, Hangman went first in his promo, but... Jay White destroyed Hangman in his uh, rebuttal promo. And everything that he said four years ago is exactly the same shit that Hangman has not overcome. And I'm like, yo, if someone is really pointing out all of your flaws as a wrestler and telling you the stuff that you're doing, especially at the time he was in Cody Rhodes' Shadow and, like, the Young Buck's Shadow. And guess what? He was in... um. The young buck shadow, like you know, here in AEW, and still in the shadow of other wrestlers, and you didn't take the advice of uh, Jay White to try to improve yourself. I really don't know how uh, Hangman versus Kenny Omega at Full Gear is going to live up to anything else.
0: Well, we got six weeks, and Tony Khan. This is Sting versus Hogan at Starcade '97. You can't, you can't mess this up. Like yeah. the, the result is yeah. obvious, and like this is big for this company, and we'll see, we'll see how the story is played out, and we'll see where that leaves Brian Danielson as well. Um, moving on from AEW, where should we go next? Ah, uh, we can do a little bit of NXT, not the whole show, but um, we can do a little bit of NXT. Mandy Rose, Toxic Attraction. Mandy Rose is on the hunt for the championship uh of which is held now by Raquel Gonzalez. And look, there's a lot of people that doesn't like the Raquel Gonzalez title reign. Uh I think it's time if you're gonna go all in with Toxic Attraction. I think it's time. Okay, go ahead and put the title on Mandy Rose. What do you think about that?
1: Um, it it feels new, it feels fresh. You know, um, it's obviously not the same faces that you see uh, typically before um, they they revamped uh, 2.0. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, I remember sitting down and watching a full episode, and I can't complain about it. Um, I just, I good. just can't. it's not. It's it's really interesting of how they're building characters, especially with toxic toxic attraction, because like you know, the women already in WWE get like a bad rep, right? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. WWE does. Two, like two good steps because we complain about it. And then like four steps back when everyone quiets down. But, um, I think that toxic attraction is a really good team. Uh, and especially they have different backgrounds. And I think that's what people are like more attracted to all pun intended, uh, to want something new. Um, I think that with, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering her name. I'm so sorry. Gonzalez. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't remember anything memorable from her. And that's not on her, per se. But, like, I don't remember. So, maybe we do need, like, a new uh, champion. And we'll see how, like, Mandy Rose uh, plays to that. Right.
0: Uh, And uh, I think it's been the challenges for Raquel Gonzalez. Like, there hasn't really been, if I can remember correctly, a ring general that she's been in the ring with. So, that's kind of hurt her yeah. as well and I, I, we'll see I'm, I'm all for Mandy Rose winning the title and you know what build up toxic contraction um moving on another person that has just completely won me over Brian Breaker it's gonna oh be Bron God, Breaker
2: yeah.
0: versus Ciampa at Halloween Havoc for the NXT title and man I never thought I'd be here saying this but Put the title on Brian Breaker. If you're gonna go with him, go with him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man, um, I totally agree with that. Um, I'm even smitten with him too, just because, you know, he's a combination of his dad and his uncle. And I'm just like, (laughs) yo, this is gold. Like I'm still waiting for that Steiner Math 2.0. I'm still fucking doing that. He was close. He was close by saying, you know, <laughs> make no bones about it. Like I was like, oh, just come on a little bit more, man. A little bit more. Um I'm I you know, he's the only um like second generation superstar that I'm super excited for him to be in the fucking business. Like, I I don't know what it is. Like it's just something that's so nostalgic and like really fun. Um, but you know that he could definitely like you know hurt somebody um, and we don't have that anymore when it comes to like certain second generation and third generation wrestlers like braun break braun breaker has it has it all and I'm really excited to see what what he does um, I really hope uh, WWE gives him the NXT championship title um, and let him run with it and let him be him uh, because then it's gonna be 100. percent uh, his merch sales are gonna go through the roof, and you know it'll be nice.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, and you said the math part. Like, I'm I'm waiting for him to start a promo with. This goes out to all my freaks out there. And oh my Stein god, fashion. man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so man. The kid won me over like the very first time I saw him, and this was before I knew he was Rick's son. He just he just has it. He just has it yeah. all.
1: I- I mean, us, us as wrestling fans, like we picked up on it right away. We were like, wait a minute, that body size, uh, that fucking gear, his face. Whoa, hold up. He looks like someone familiar. (laughs) And then when he starts wrestling or or even talking, you're like, oh no, they, they had a kid, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was either Rick's or Scott's because he sounds like both of them.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for his future.
0: Me too me too absolutely um moving on we had Joe Gacy ha <sighs> he wanted <laughs> mad <laughs> this guy's character man I just want to I've never wanted to punch somebody like a, a character to which that that probably means it's working on me so yeah. <laughs> but this guy's something else man what do you think about him
1: Um, I remember the first time that I saw him that time that I actually sat down to watch the whole show um, he was doing like you know oh this ring is a safe space and he just wants to be a (laughs) nice guy after like the matches I I think there's something there but um, you know obviously uh, Twitter always has something to say about it right like something stupid but you know it's always WWE picking up on um, the commentary that happens over on Twitter where like you know there's all these like woke people and then there's all like the common sense people and then the people who want a safe space. So why not capitalize on that audience to get them to watch NXT? Especially if you think that like, you know, obviously the ring shouldn't be a, a safe space because you beat people up. But essentially, like if you want to cut a promo, I guess you consider you a safe space, right? Like, you know, it's, it's a balancing act. And I think that, you know, Joe Gracie has something that can work. Um, it's just a matter of WWE maybe tweaking it to uh, make it work. Um, I just want to see how it how it pans out. Because remember, they took him off TV for what? Like maybe, I guess, two NXTs before bringing him back?
0: Right. Right. It's weird. <laughs> and I'll tell you this much. Another thing, speaking of weird, Parker Barreau showed up in the crowd and, like, they've taken away his hair. They've taken away the, the, the guy's eyebrows. What are we doing? Like, the kid had a really good look. And now I'm assuming it's going to be a Joe Gacy versus Parker Bordeaux feud. <sighs> oh,
1: my God. Um, so, like, I saw the picture of him, and I was like, this looks so weird. And, in my, and like, And while you're explaining it, my brain is like, yo, he must be a
0: prison character. <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> he must be a prison character <laughs> like that's, that's what it looks like he was stalking old Joe Gacy and I guess we'll see how the, how the, how the, how the storyline plays out but man the kid had hair that was that made him really stand out so I don't well, know what Well, now is. he
1: stands out more he's like a pencil he's like a thumb <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's exactly what he is he's a pencil so uh, we'll see uh, moving to the main event Briggs, Jensen, MSK Mellow, Trick Williams and the Grizzled Young Vets in a four way tag team matchup for the titles a really good matchup uh, MSK picks up the win and we had an Imperium beat down of MSK and Briggs and Jensen comes to the rescue uh possibly a future MSK Imperium feud uh what do you think about that
1: uh i only know like my brain is only projecting the pictures of MSK and Imperium the other two i don't know i didn't get the chance to like see this one um but it, it was a right, fatal really four amazing. way it was a fatal four way tag team match
0: yes it was
1: ah uh, um I mean, I don't have much thoughts on it. Um, I do know that MSK is really, a, a, they're a fantastic uh, tag team. Um, and them to go after, well, not them to go after, but Imperium to beat them down. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing Imperium versus MSK. But for like, the, the other two new tag teams, I don't really know much about them. Right. so I can't really comment too much.
0: Right, right. Uh, they're pretty decent. I'm a, I'm a fan of Melo and Trick Williams more so than I am uh, Briggs and Jensen but an msk imperium feud sign me up for that that's gonna make for a good match i'm assuming that halloween havoc so uh we'll see about that we'll see about that um we have some wrestling topics to go uh but i'll take this time after AEW and nxt to jump into your mlw experience how, I, how was it? man
1: um so i was press for MLW. And MLW is Major League Wrestling. You guys can now watch it on uh, YouTube um, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then I'll have my critiques oh. either out on the same day or probably the next day.
0: So they're they're back on YouTube.
1: Yeah, um, they're, they're back on YouTube with uh, ma- uh, MLW Fusion Alpha. And that's like, you know, I guess like the new season of MLW. Um,
0: wow, awesome. I, yeah. I became very invested into Myron Reed. And yeah. like they went away from YouTube, and that's when I stopped watching. Okay, they're back. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's just that uh I, I believe like uh Court was still trying to figure out like where they should like, you know, put it up and stuff like that. Um I do know that it feels like they take like season breaks in a way. Um after they're done all the tapings that they need to do, they take like a little break and then I guess uh come back and whatnot. So um I live here in uh New York City, so it was me, uh, JD Alpha came along, and the, the the guy who made the cameo on your podcast, my boyfriend, we're going to refer to him as Ravage Dragon because, you know, we all love k so we're doing this in my like <laughs> k order. Um, you know, all three of us uh, went from New York City all the way to Philly, man. We fucking drove. Um, oh, that was, yeah, uh, we, we drove all the way to Philly. Um I got there late for like the media stuff, but I still managed to capture like Hammerstone and like Myron Reed. Um, but I didn't catch um the uh most marketable. Um I finally got to meet Alicia Atu, like in person. It was super she's super cool. She's a super That's cool awesome. down to earth girl. Um I told her that I was proud of her learning how to wrestle and doing that stuff for like OnlyFans with Selena Del Rey. I mean no so cele- ser- uh I, I butchered her name. It's not, it's not that. Uh, Selena?
0: Can I, can uh, I ask a question? Sure. When? I saw that going on, and the first thing I said is okay, when in.
1: Okay. Oh. All right. So the 2 3 podcast, Corey has taken a little tiny bit of a break. Um, he's currently on mute, but um, yeah. Uh, When he comes back, I'll definitely answer his questions about that OnlyFans uh, thing. And I know I butchered uh, Selena's uh, name, and I'm totally sorry. I've been butchering a lot of people's names. I've been trying to uh, absorb all the wrestling that I can. Uh, So, uh, aside from meeting Alicia, Alicia is a really cool down-to-earth girl. And I told her that I'm proud of her for learning how to wrestle because Mm -hmm. I don't wrestle. And I've uh, accepted... Oh, you're back?
0: Yes, yes.
1: All right, cool. So let me ask you a question about the OnlyFans thing, right? So, uh, the matches that uh, Alicia did with um, her frenemy is only going to be on OnlyFans. You have to get a subscription to OnlyFans to see these uh, matches, and those matches lead up to a pay-per-view that they have. Um,
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it is. And um, she, she was showing off uh, the bruises on her arms because, you know, when you're learning how to wrestle, you you get bruises and shit. Her, her tailbone is bruised as well. But, um, you know, she, she she's a trooper. And I was like, you know, I'm proud of you for you doing this because when I was in the ring, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. This isn't really for me now. Uh, it's only because, like, when you get into the ring and they tell you that you have to like fall on your back, your brain is automatically like, no, you're not doing it. Don't do this. And you have to really train yourself to like be relaxed and like, yeah, I'll be fine. (laughs) Like, no, you won't be fine. Um, so this is why I don't, I don't wrestle and I've accepted that. And I like doing stuff behind the scenes. Um, I saw like Jacob Fatu just walk back and forth. Um, uh, Davy Richards walked back and forth. I managed to take a picture of the ECW uh wall, the famous one. It was in the men's bathroom. Everybody goes into the men's bathroom, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody goes in there to take a picture with the um, uh, take a picture in front of the wall. Um, and then I got invited to sit uh, where hard cam was at, so you guys will be able to see me uh, tonight um on vice tv uh for the main event and for myron's match uh so you guys will be able to see me i'm dressed in all blue you can't miss me um it was really yeah it was really cool um and and i think i I got the seats because i i asked uh the main guy mike i was like yo you need help with anything (laughs) i I was automatically being my helpful (laughs) self he he brought out a table and i was like oh we're gonna have a tables match and he's like yeah and then i went over to him and i was like yo you need me to help you with anything like you got it you're good and he's like nah that's cool man uh thanks so i you know at least i offered to help and then like i got the seats um i took video of like everything it was like just super cool being around fans um and just hearing their reaction and stuff the only thing that i wish that uh, they would have told us was that we're also taping MLW fusion in the process of doing fight land. And I was like, Oh God, man. Cause I, we didn't leave until like 1230. Um, oh and goodness. I didn't, I didn't get back home until like four in the morning. Um, but overall, oh, like, yeah, overall, like I love the MLW experience. Um, um, there's, like, wrestlers that, like, I knew, and I talked to them. There's managers that I knew, and I talked to them. And I was like, yeah, I'm here as press, you know. I was just networking um, and stuff like that. Um, but I had a really fantastic time, and hopefully I get to do it again.
0: Awesome. That sounds like a fantastic time. And uh we got Jacob a bro and We're talking wrestling, man. Talking MOW experience from Marie. Uh man, you can jump in at any time. But um Marie, that sounds like an excellent uh experience. And like before MLW, like they, they left YouTube for a little bit. I was very invested because Myron Reed and Injustice, that was like one of the first things I saw of MOW and I was like, Yeah, these guys are
2: it. And
1: Yeah, um, it's 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 really cool um to watch Myron Reed, which by the way, um you guys should definitely tune in tonight because uh the Fatal Four Way has uh Myron Reed, Arez, Amaris, and uh uh Tajiri, uh facing off for wow. the uh for the title that Myron Reed has. Oh yeah, and it's and it's really cool to see to uh, <laughs> It was super cool. Jerry's um, still good. What happened?
0: I said Tajiri is still going. That's amazing, man.
1: Yeah, and it's and it, and he's also the uh he's also the promoter oh. for um all Japan. So MLW has like their, their they have certain guys there for like their own forbidden door.
0: Awesome. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. So I oh, would also uh, want to if you're going,
1: uh, if you're going to Philly, make sure to get those Philly cheesesteaks and I picked the perfect place. For, for us to buy Philly cheesesteaks because uh, apparently according to J.D. Alpha two years ago, Gino's uh, sucked, but then I was <laughs> like, yo, alright, so uh, let's go to Pat's, and Pat's and Gino are just like, maybe like 12 feet, like uh, like they're, they're, they're right by each other so um, I didn't get a, a Philly cheesesteak, what I got was a, was a roast pork uh, cheesesteak uh, awesome. and that was pretty good yeah, I, sounds, I wanted something different. I was like I, I was like I know everyone gets a Philly cheesesteak, but I want pork. So I got myself that. Uh but yeah, if you're if you're in Philly, make sure to go to fucking Pats.
0: Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Uh Jacob, as you join us, we've already we got like five topics now. we've talked AEW dynamite. Right. Uh do you have any overall thoughts on, on AEW dynamite? Uh, I'm a big fan of AEW. Uh, I I enjoyed this. Sh- excuse me. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, man. Awesome shows going on. We'll see what happens with Hangman Page. That's my dog, man. I, I I'm gonna oh. sit back and I'm I'm, I'm gonna wait yes, wait and see. You gonna drink a beer? Well, I'm like not a beer did? drinker, <laughs> but I'll drink a water to it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, water. Uh, coke is fine too. <laughs> yeah yeah I'll do that Um, moving on you want to talk about going from an immediate high to an immediate low Uh, while women of wrestling announced that AJ Mendez was back in wrestling so I was like oh this is awesome Uh, but it came to find out she's a producer for the show she's not going to be wrestling so that was a little bit of a bummer even though I'm still excited and then right after that I'll find out that Tessa Blanchard is in R- Wild Women of Wrestling as well, and it was like Wild Women of Wrestling. They hit a home run in the bottom of the night to tie the game, and then they announced Tessa Blanchard. And they just threw the game after that. Like, uh, what do you think about that?
1: Um, you know, I I, I always offer a different perspective because I rather have unity and like forgiveness. Like, I know that tessa is not the most easiest person but like i don't know that personally and even uh the stories of her with the n-word and stuff like that you know i'm always like a believer that like if someone is not doing the same stupid things over and over without learning maybe there's room for like growth and forgiveness right um but if if, but if if the consistent story from other people are going to be coming out now right so like uh So like, wow, just got started, right? So let's just say like in, in, in six months, if you hear the same freaking story over and over by, by the, by the ladies who are there, then you should be like, um, yeah, uh, Tessa shouldn't like, you know, be in this business or like, she should go to like therapy or something, or like talk it out with somebody. But, um, you know, I'm, um, I'm just going to be the one to be optimistic and be like, wow, is going to like succeed. They have AJ Mendez there to be one of the one of the producers and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I would just say keep an eye on, on, on Tessa and make sure that, like, she truly, like, has changed because it's from a long time ago that that happened to, like, now. People tend to change. And I don't tend to, like, want to hold stuff against people unless, like, it's really, really, really dire, you know? Unless it's really, really like, yo, you should or like you shouldn't even be here. Like we made a really good uh, stride of like not having like Joey Ryan come back in with his stupidity and shit like that or anyone else that like harmed people. The moment that like Tessa harms somebody is is the moment where we could be like grabbing our pitchforks and being like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Right. But um, I totally agree that like not everyone is going to jump on board, you know, uh, the same thoughts that I have. And I totally respect that, but I don't think that we should definitely count out uh, the Wow uh, like Federation just yet. You know, uh, maybe like you know, as change make room, will, uh, have her be better. Even though I really don't like using that phrase, but I'm not just gonna count it out just yet, just because a bad person, a supposed bad person, because no one knows her personally. I don't know her personally, so I shouldn't really be like, "Yo, you're bad." But the fact is that maybe she's trying, maybe something different. Without just yet, you know?
0: Well, I, I do agree on forgiveness. I'm a, I'm a big, a big guy on forgiveness. What she did, it was like, oh man, that's that's one. I'm not gonna say you can't come back from, but that's a big one. That, that that really sticks in my craw where I'm like, oh man I'll give her a chance and and th- I like Wild Women of Wrestling back when they had their uh, season uh, before this, they they went away for a long time, that was in my weekly wrestling rotation and I think it was an hour long show and I, I was pumped up for that I think it came on on Fridays and I would uh-huh. just sit down, watch Wild, uh-huh. Wild Women of Wrestling, it was a good product And I'm gonna watch it whenever they decide to whatever the time frame is gonna be. I'm gonna make time for it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna it's gonna be on a podcast. Uh and you know what? I'm excited for it. Tessa Blanchard. We'll see. We'll see, man. Um, Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I Uh, never I I, I
2: never
1: I I never wanna be like, oh you know, you have to like accept her. Like I totally get it. Like, you know, um, Everyone has different experiences. Everyone, you know, uh, will treat the situation differently. And like you said, that you're going to give her a chance. And that's all I want people to do is to give her a chance. If she continues to do stupid shit, say stupid shit, even do stupid shit, then you guys have all the right to be like, yo, she's not a perfect fit. But if there's like some change, all you have to do is just try to give like a second chance. Because, um... It. it I, I know it's difficult, especially in certain situations where like people tell you to like pick and choose, you know what stays and what goes. But at the end of the day, like it's it's still her livelihood to to wrestle. Um, I wouldn't even know what she'll do if like wrestling wasn't around, you know. Wow. Um, uh-huh. but, but like you know, th- th- there's other there's other wrestlers in the wrestling business that like done really like really high heinous like shit and like we've done a good job of not having them back in here you know it's it's one of those type of balancing right. acts but I'm not I'm not trying to tell you like what to think and what to feel it's just like you know I just want to put it out there of like um, give everything a chance other than trying to be like oh it's bad 100% you know
0: right I, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give her a chance it's just she's on a very thin line for me <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's totally
0: fine. Uh, that, that's totally fine. You could you
1: could keep her there. <laughs> i forever whoever listens to this, um, you know, just keep an open mind. But like if, if she f up and like go. Full
0: right. Um moving on. Uh man, Brian Danson had quite the I don't know if I can say it's a take but um, he, he said back in his younger years when he would watch wrestling all of his friends liked the Rock and Stone Cold but he said that he hated the Rock and Stone Cold because all they did was talk and on one hand I see where it's coming from but on the other hand I don't I guess it's oh. I like, <laughs> I don't because what's the criteria here like, you look at Steve Austin, and he was great pre-neck injury in the ring. And you look at The Rock, like, he wasn't the catch-as-catch-can, can flippity do uh, luchador style. But The Rock had a lot of really good to great matches based on the fact that he would tell a story in the ring. Prime example, Rock yeah. Hogan. I consider yeah. that a, a great all-time great match. So, what do, what do you think about that?
1: Um, well, from for me watching uh, Brian Danielson's like whole career, uh, even when he got to WWE, um, before WWE, he wasn't really cutting promos. Um, you know, he'll cut promos here and there, but it won't be to the extent of like um, the way that The Rock and Stone Cold would do it, um, and then uh danielson was all about wrestling um you know it wasn't too much of like yo let me hop on the mic and let me talk some shit." it was like let me wrestle and then that's where his words would come through because the fans will like hype him up um so that's the only difference because he really didn't cut promos back in like ring of honor and stuff um but he also has to remember too that the attitude era was all about talking you know, yes. the Rock and SoCo was all about talking. The talking got you invested more than the wrestling because those guys really didn't wrestle. It was like a hey, plain match. But but you hyped it up so much that it was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Um, but it's just that Daniel Cena is a fighter. Um, he's not so much of a talker. And when he got to WWE, he had to learn how to talk. And, you know, he has to look like... Well, WWE, you know, teaches people how to do things and how to grab people. It's not just about wrestling. You have to have the whole package. But I'm just going to go with that he was never really good at promos. I
0: agree. I agree and uh, yeah, you got to be able to talk people into the into the door and yeah. That that's quite that's quite the take or quite the opinion from Daniel. Uh,
1: I I just thought of this. Imagine, imagine if, and this is a, and if any wrestlers like listen to uh, your podcast, you guys should go try and do this too. I just came up with this thing. Imagine putting uh, Danielson in a, in in a car dealership, right? And he has to go up (laughs) to a customer and sell them a car. How is he gonna do it? The Rock, the Rock would sell you like fifteen cars, and you'll buy all fifteen yeah, cars. Yeah. Even Stone Cold would do it. But can Daniel Bryan sell you a car?
0: Right, and and I'll I'll add another thing to that. When you look at the when we talk about who's on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, who do we put on there? Guys like The Rock, Barack, Stone, Cold, Stone Cold, even like
1: Undertaker, Fogan, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe some Bret Hart up in there too, you know, um, but All but we don't put any Brian. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't put him up there. Right. He's he's great as a wrestler, but like, you know, I don't put him up there as like a Mount Rushmore.
0: Right. All those guys could talk on the mic. They were really good, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, I agree with you on that one. Um. Moving on, we have the King of the Ring and the Queen of Crown Tournament starting on SmackDown Friday. Ah, uh, this is interesting. I, if you ask me, I would have rather had, had it been its own pay-per-view or network special. That's just me. But who do you have? Who, who should win the King of the Ring and the Queen Crown Tournament?
1: Uh, Xavier Woods, only because this guy has been advocating for the king of the ring since like its inception. <laughs> um, like Xavier Woods makes me believe that like he should be you know, the next one to get as for the queen of the whatever they're calling it. Um, I don't know. Uh, because they don't have like you know I I enjoy watching the women wrestlers, but like nothing, no one really stands. To be like you know that person should get it Uh, i would have to see the brackets and then maybe make a judgment on there but generally like i'm all set for xavier woods to win king of the ring but when it comes to the women it's like i i don't know who
0: right um for me the king of the ring yeah xavier woods this dude been campaign like you said campaigning for this for god knows how long (laughs) make it happen uh, and,
2: and the you queen. saw
1: him too right on on raw uh where like after i think him and kofi won the match he screams into the camera he's like crown <laughs> me crown i was like yo we should fucking crown you man like yo that's great
0: <laughs> yeah yes indeed i agree on that one the queen crown i'm gonna have to say given the storyline i'm gonna say naomi that, that's who I want to see when the queen, queen crowned. It it has to be somebody that needs it. And yeah. we got the storyline going on with Naomi and Sonia Sonya DeVille. Devin.
1: Which I'm not too and, proud of. I'm not too I'm not too, eh, eh. It's you don't cringy. Like it? It's cringy.
0: I understand that. I understand yeah, that.
1: It's cringy only because of like, you know, I really hate when WWE tries to do this whole fucking like racial thing, just 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 to get a reaction, you know? Like I fucking hate that. It's like give Naomi her time, uh, but don't do it in a way where like Sonia has to act super strict and authoritative with her. But then if like Charlotte wants something, uh, she fucking gets it, you know? Right. Like I don't like that. Like no, treat her as equal as you would as Charlotte because uh, Naomi was there before Charlotte. So why the fuck is Naomi getting the short end of the stick?
0: right they've never explained that that one
1: and then and then also the piggyback off of your idea of saying to have Naomi win, win the crown yo that, that, that that's genius because, because now right let's say that like she does win the crown Roman could go to her and be like my queen come join you know the tribe and like she'll be part of the fucking bloodline
0: that would be incredible
1: that would that- be a nice fucking awesome story
0: like yeah, sign me up. But sign again,
1: me. you know, WWE had to kick me out three months in, and like they they, they lost me as a fucking writer.
0: Wow, that's sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that <laughs> like, is, I,
1: like I I could have been like giving the fucking storyline, be like, yo, Naomi needs to be on top. Naomi needs to stop getting the short end of the stick, and this is how we're gonna do it.
0: Yep, that would be incredible, incredible aligned alliance with Roman Reigns. Because if you look at it look at Apollo Crews he had and not, not many people remember this but he had a quick segment where he, he was in this back room with Roman Reigns and just from that quick segment he went from Apollo Crews just sitting around backstage to Apollo Crews that's actually being used now
2: yeah so it's
1: taking off and it's nice yeah.
0: So, yeah, sign me up for Queen Naomi and the First Lady of the Bloodline.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, man. You should, like, uh, tweet this out on Twitter and be like, yo, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> oh, yes. by the way, um, I wanted to break up because now that we're talking about WWE, um, I still like my tweet about uh, putting the 24-7 championship title on Brock just to see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> WWE will get ratings. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sign me up. And look, this works out for Brock Lesnar. You don't even have to leave your house. We can just shoot the segments in in Brock's form in Canada. He's in Canada? Well, the last time I checked, he was was living in Canada and, like, claiming Canada as his home or whatnot. Now, this was years ago, so I don't know what he's doing these days. Oh,
1: wow. I, I would have never thought that he'll move to Canada. I know he don't like people, but man, like there's other places <laughs> in, in the United States where like you can like live where like there's no one around.
0: Right. Right. Uh but yeah, Brock put a 24-7 championship. I support it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do this thing. Speaking of Brock, um, unfortunately for us, they're making this Crown jewel pay-per-view like a must-see thing and like they always put a few matches on this stupid thing inside it that you just have to see so you end up watching it <laughs> and that's where we are now we got the three-way women's matchup yeah. uh bianca yeah. sasha becky we got roman versus brock we got biggie versus drew and it's shaping up to be a good pay-per-view that, you know what, I'm going to be here watching in two weeks on Thursday. What do yeah. you think?
1: Yeah. Um, you got to remember that that pay-per-view is specifically for the prince. So whatever the prince wants, the prince gets. Um, and this is why the like crown jewel is a better uh, like on paper, when you look at the matches, you're like, oh my god, this is like must-see, versus like what the fuck we get here in the States. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> here in the States, we're not pumping out, like, billions of dollars for WWE to put on great pay-per-views, but The Prince is, because The Prince has money, like, everywhere. Um, I mean, like, I I, I I may watch it, I may not watch it, I may, like, you know, interact with people and their reaction, but, uh, Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's crown jewel in uh, Saudi Arabia, and, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yep, that's the way I feel about it, too. Uh, It is what it is. We'll see in two weeks. When we go on to the last topic of the day, Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander bound for glory. Look, it's time. I've been asking for God knows how long now for Impact to get their championship back. Yeah, Josh Alexander is cashing in option C, and it is time for him to win the championship. Uh, What do you think uh, about the result?
1: Um, I mean, the whole option C is uh, to also give up uh, the X-Division championship title. I mean, it could have been double duty for Josh Alexander to do both uh, the X-Division and then uh, the championship title. I mean, he, he could have lost it in a very respectable match against um, uh, Ace Austin after the fact. Because I'm betting on uh, Josh Alexander to take the Impact title off of Christian Cage. Again, nothing against Christian Cage. It's just that, you know, an Impact person should be carrying the title if we're not going to really do this forbidden door as, um, much longer between AEW and Impact. Because I really do think that Impact—I mean AEW—was fucking taking Impact, and the only people that are helping Impact is New Japan Pro Wrestling. It yeah. it, it bothers me, um, but I'm I'm rooting for Josh Alexander to take the belt off of uh, Christian Cage, and maybe Option C should have been tailored to where if that does happen, um, Austin uh, Ace Austin could get his match against Josh and take the belt off of Josh. Like a respectable match, rather than now going through another tournament to get to get a champion for the X Division title.
0: Right, I totally agree with that. Uh, let's go, Josh Alexander. Hashtag bring it home, bring it home. So yeah. that is it for this episode of the Two Sweet Podcast, Episode One Thirty. Marie, thank you for coming in. Uh, otherwise, I would have been solo in this thing. You are Yeah, no worries, man. I'll,
1: I'm I, I'm free. Like I, I do my stuff like full time, and like I still make time for you. Don't worry. Um, uh, the one thing that I love to do is talk about wrestling, no matter what. Like I would drop everything and be like, yo, let's talk about wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too as well. So uh, we'll see. Every week, something crazy happens in wrestling, and yep. we'll be back for one three one next week. Uh, have a great day. Stay safe. Uh, be kind.
1: All right. See you guys.
0: All right. Take care.